Hey, Prophecy Now listeners, as I have been announcing for the last couple of weeks, today I will be releasing the first session of my eight-session Dream Talks e-course. If after listening to this session you are interested in doing the complete e-course, you can go to spiritmoveministry.co and you can go to the Spirit Move merch store and you will find the e-course there. I hope you enjoy this as God is speaking mightily through dreams and visions in this end time season. Please be blessed and enjoy this free Dream Talk session. Hey everyone, it is Liberty here from Spirit Move Ministries, and I am so excited to be with you for this class, Dream Talks. Welcome to Dream Talks. Um, before I get into it, I'm going to kind of give you an introduction to what you can expect for these four uh, sessions for this e-course and then what the fifth one will look like. So um, first and foremost, uh, we're, we're very happy to have you. If you have um, joined this e-course, it's because you probably have had many dreams, many visions, and you don't know what they mean. And so you want some insight. You want to know a thing or two about dreams so you can begin to understand if you have the gift of prophetic dreams or if you're not just nuts and just having pizza dreams, okay? And so kind of what the course is going to look like. This video is a little longer because I'm going to kind of talk about what we're going to be doing. So just track with me, okay? Um, but you can expect four lessons. Now, each class, the first one is going to be what are dreams and visions? And I'm going to talk to you about that. That will be today's session for the first session of Dream Talks. And so we are going to talk about what are dreams and visions? What exactly are they? What What's the technical term? What's the technical definitions of everything? And then we're going to go into different types of dreams, the different places that dreams come from, okay? And in case you're wondering, and I'll probably say this again, everybody dreams. Everybody dreams. And so you should have a PDF um, sheet to go with each session. Please make sure you have that on hand. If you have not printed it out or you have not pulled it up, please get that. Pause this video, get the paperwork up, um, the PDF, which is the study material that goes with this e-course. And you can take notes. You can kind of follow along with uh, what I'm talking about, the scriptural references or anything I might do in any of the sessions. Okay, so session two, we will be talking about a biblical foundation of dreams and visions. And you're going to be able to understand that it is biblical. Dreams are from God, that it... That, Prophetic dreams is a gift that many of us walk in, and sometimes we don't even know it. And so we're going to kind of go into that. We're going to give a background of Daniel and Joseph and others in the Bible who were dreamers and who could interpret dreams. And we're going to, we're going to talk about um, why it's so important for us to understand that dreams are can come from God, and when they do, we need to pay attention because he's speaking. He does speak through dreams. That is a, I call it a whole nother ministry in the night because all this stuff happens in the night, and when your physical body is asleep, your spirit is not, and it's, it's 
interacting with the Holy Spirit and with what the, what the Lord is doing. And, and you guys are having all this stuff that goes on in the night. And even when you don't know it, that activity usually is going on. And so session two will be all about, you will learn the biblical foundation of dreams. Okay. Session three, what we're going to talk about is the gift of prophetic dreams and visions. So I'm going to walk you through understanding the difference between um, just typical dreams and if God has literally put the gift in you for prophetic dreams, which means that you're not just having your average, you know, Joe Schmo dream that is because God's wanting to, you know, help you to deal with your feelings about something you're facing or whatever. No, that that he's actually giving you a prophetic dream about times and seasons and maybe the future of your family, the future of America and the future of of the the body of Christ or or whatever he wants to speak to you. And so we're going to talk about the actual gift of prophetic dreams and visions and what it looks like as the gift. Number 4 uh, what do dreams mean, interpretations, and more? So that's what we're going to talk about in the fourth session. We're going to talk about um, what does my dream mean? And we're going to talk about different varieties of symbolism, uh, interpretation, and to help you understand how you hear and why you have dreams a certain way. And so not all of us dream the same. So, so something like, I don't know, let's just say a cow could mean something to you that doesn't mean anything to me. And so because of that, God might use a cow in your dream, but not in mine because I don't have a connection to cows or I didn't grow up with cows or I don't have them all over my kitchen. And, you know, you see, you see where I'm going with this? But a cow could mean something to you. And God knows that he would use that as a symbolism in a dream to be able to speak a message to you that could be for you. It could be uh, prophetic for others. It could be for the nation. I mean, it could be for many things. And so we're going to talk about um, interpretation, journaling, um, how to journal, what different dream symbols are. We're going to, I'm going to take you through a lot of the definitions of some of the common dream symbols, and I'm going to just take you through that. So that will be session four. Now, Session five is not going to be video because session five is going to be a live Zoom call that you're going to have with me. And we are going to activate dreams and visions in your life. And if you already know that you're a prophetic dreamer, you might know it by the end and you might be like, well, I really don't need to be activated. I think that I already know I walk in this gift now that I'm learning about it and I'm understanding how it looks in my life and how it plays out. But... If you're not sure, you definitely want to be a part of that impartation Zoom call that I'm going to be doing. Um, and I'm excited. I don't want you guys to just do this e-course and do what you usually do. And that's just, you know, watch me speak on a video. I want to talk to you in person. I want to pray with you. I want to release an impartation of the prophetic gift of dreams and visions. I want to activate them in your life. If you're watching this or you've, you're participating in this e-course and you're like, man, I just don't dream. You do. You're just not remembering. Everybody dreams. And we're going to go into that here in just a minute for session one. But you will be activated after this class because the fifth class will be not a video. It will be a live Zoom 
meeting that you'll be able to come on and I am going to personally pray for you and activate the gift so that you will begin to remember them. Everybody has dreams. It's whether they're prophetic or not, that's up to God. And whether you remember them or not is kind of up to you, whether you practice the things that you're going to learn in this. This first Dream Talks class is more foundational. The second one, I already am thinking about a sequel. It will we'll go deeper into some other stuff, helping you to understand warfare in a dream, uh, you know, battling different things in your sleep and how that goes along with uh, being a prophetic dreamer and things like that. So we're going to go to a whole nother level with part two or the Dream Talks 2. This is Dream Talks, the first one. And so, so let's go back to the beginning. If you have your PDF there, you can just follow along, take notes, whatever you want to do. Um, but let's go ahead and jump right in. So what are dreams and visions? What are dreams and visions? Okay, so let's look at the official, and I'm just going to open up. I'm just going to be scrolling through my notes. And so you're going to kind of see the computer light shining on my face. So... Um, so let's just, let's, let's look at this, a dream, a series of thoughts, images, and sensations occurring in a person's mind during sleep. Okay. That's very vague, but that is the definition that the world gives. Okay. That's just literally dictionary.com. Um, I also usually like to check Merriam Webster's dictionary because that was written by Christian people that had some kind of Holy Ghost guidance. Um, when this dictionary was created. So let's look at um, what it says in this one, a series of thoughts and images or emotions occurring during sleep. And so I would just like to throw it out there by saying, this is what you're receiving, okay? You're like a receptor and it, you're receiving things in your sleep. Your body is resting and your body is like, Oh yeah, amen, I'm getting some sleep. But your your spirit and your spirit man and your soul sometimes and your natural man have a whole other realm of stuff that goes on at night because God will speak in a dream to help prepare you for something. It, and it might not be prophetic necessarily, but it could be just to prepare you for something or to bring healing in an area. We're going to go into all that later. But... So basically, these are the basic definitions of a dream. Now, um, and I'll just throw this out there. I recommend if you're able to, um, in some form, start studying some kind of um, developmental psychology. Uh, psychology, you're probably thinking, whoa, that's way over my head. No. Um, in college, for part of my degree, I had to do both those classes. Developmental psychology will teach you a lot about sleep, what happens when you're sleeping, dreams. Now, you need to have it from a Christian perspective because even with a Christian perspective university, um, they're probably not really going to get into the demonic side of what's actually happening, but you're, you're going to get more true knowledge of the sleep, sleep patterns and what happens to you when you're sleeping and what, you know, dreams and that kind of thing. So I recommend you don't have to be a university student. You can go to your library and check out a, you know, physical development or physical, you know, developmental psychology book 
at the library for two weeks and just look it over. Look at the section that's all about <clears throat> dreams and visions. And you'll kind of get a sense, you know, of how the brain works at night and that kind of thing. But as I said, make sure it's Christian-based and make sure that you don't absorb it all as, as if it's 100% right and true. Because really, nobody knows what goes on in here except for us. We know what goes on in here. And so the thing is, is you don't want to put so much stock in that, but it will give you uh, some kind of help, a foundational help to understand your brain and all that when you're sleeping, okay? Now, um, let's go back to the definition of a dream. And so obviously the other definition is an ambition or a goal that you would like to achieve, okay? That's a dream. That's like a dream when you're awake. But a dream when you're asleep is basically, there's, there's three different types of dreams, okay? So let's go, we're just going to go right into that. And so now you know a dream is, is basically, most people know this. It's something that we see, feel, know, we receive when we're asleep, okay? So what are the three sources of dreams? Where do they come from? Okay, where do the three sources of dreams come from? Number one, from God. Number two, the natural man, which is ourself. Number three, the demonic realm. And so we're going to talk about all those in this session. And we're going to kind of just, I'm going to give you some dream examples. They're going to blow your mind. I have been a prophetic dreamer almost my entire salvation life. My, my life in Christ, I should say. I have been a prophetic dreamer. <clears throat> I just didn't know I was really gifted. <clears throat> Sorry. With it um, necessarily until way years later. But, um, but I have stories for you, man. I could fill books with all the dreams that I've had, the dreams that have come true, what I've learned through dreams. And the goal in this Dream Talks e-course is for you to just begin to truly have some serious knowledge about understanding what's going on when you're asleep and taking authority over that time so that it's submitted to God. It's so important, you guys. It's so important. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Okay, so number one, dreams that come from God. So let me go. So dreams that come from God, sorry, I'm pulling up my other sheet. I was having trouble with my internet earlier, so um, I'm trying to not have too many things open at a time, so um, I don't want everything to crash, okay? That's the goal. Okay. So, scrolling, I'm scrolling. Just give me just one second. Because, you guys, Microsoft, you still have to have Wi-Fi. It's all online. And I was only getting one page to load earlier, and I didn't want it to crash while I'm trying to teach you this. So, okay. But I will throw out there while I'm getting to this place. In case you've always wondered... A parable is a dream when you're awake. 
not to cause any confusion. Okay. When Jesus is talking in a parable, it's like he's prophetically trying to speak a message that you're not really going to know right then. It, God has to has to take you through a few things and kind of wake you up a little bit or do this or do that. And then all of a sudden, three weeks later, the disciples are like, no, I know what he was saying. Okay. Parables kind of like a dream, but you're awake. It's a mystery. And then you, you figure it out over time when God decides to reveal it. Okay. Number one, dreams. We're going to start with the demonic realm. Okay. So I'm just going to read this to you. What I have here. Um, Dreams from the demonic realm. They will normally and typically be dark in mood, in tone, depressing, somber, melancholy, um, uh, without color. Um, they will just be very depressing. And you will know because they're going to be very suppressive and just like um, not lifelike, no, no color really. It's very muted colors and that kind of thing. And so dark dreams typically are literally dark with subdued muted colors usually on the darker side of colors this is not always true so i want you to track with me because i'm going to give you some examples of some dreams and you know they could have been because sometimes a dream will scare you so this is this is why it's so important for you to know the difference and this is this is what you're going to learn right now okay sometimes a dream is to warn you it's not demonic god is giving you a heads up and he needs you to have that heads up and don't immediately and see we I've had people do this. I've had them contact me. I get dreams and visions sent to me all day, every day. I've had people contact me and say, this happened to me and I rebuked it. I got up and I rebuked it. No, 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 no. Be careful. Okay. And well, I'm going to go more into this here in just a minute, but be careful that you're not rebuking something, a dream that God sent you to warn you to prepare your heart for something so that you will get prayed up, that you'll put your armor on, and you'll pay attention. Sometimes dreams that seem scary are actually from God. So don't always just say, oh, it's demonic because it, I woke up with a fright or I woke up a little scary or feeling a little scared, you know, or it was a little scary. Don't immediately assume it's not from God because sometimes God has to let us know something's up, okay? And so... So here are some other examples, and I'll kind of give you a little overview of the attack that I was receiving early on in my prophetic dream walk, okay? And so dreams of fear and panic. Most nightmares, especially childhood nightmares, fall into this category. Simply rebuke it and invite God's presence in. They will persist. You want to ask God to uproot whatever that is. So let me talk to you a little bit about that. So... Early on in my walk, about the first three or four years of my Christianity, um, I would have panic attacks at night. I, in general, did not have anxiety, like during the day. I never had panic attacks. Uh, I wasn't fearful. I was very, you know, married. Let's have some kids. You know, let's do this. You know, rocking and rolling with Jesus, serving in the church, and, and growing in ministry and being discipled into ministry. And so all that was happening. But at night, I was getting majorly attacked. And I would just sit up in the middle of the night and just like my husband would tell me, he, he would remember me just sitting up and I would be like, and then I would kind of panic and I would look around and be like, 
what's up? What's what's going on? Something's wrong. Something's wrong. And he would have to tell me, you're fine. You're at home in our bed. You're fine. And so I began, you know, that realm started happening. And I began to realize that, you know, that was just a spirit of fear attacking me in the night. And so finally, it wasn't necessarily dreams, although it, it was a demonic attack. I never really remember having any kind of dreams that scared me like, oh, no, I saw, you know, my baby dying or I saw my husband getting shot. You know, it wasn't like that. I don't remember any dreams. I just remember being attacked, stricken with fear in the middle of the night and being jerked awake. And so there's so much here I could talk about. Man, I seriously could write books. I need to consider that. Um, but I remember, you know, finally after like so long of just night after night after night, I finally got up in the middle of the night and I went into my bathroom and I stood there and I just put my finger up in the devil's face, you know, in the open air. I did close the door so that I would not wake up my husband and I stuck my finger in the devil's face and I said, dude, I said, I don't got time for this. I need sleep and I've had enough. I've been rebuking you every night for weeks. I'm not doing this with you anymore. And so I said, um, I basically rebuke and bind you. You will no longer have authority here. I command you to leave this house and to never return. And I said, don't mess with me anymore. It will not work. I said, your game is done. And so that is like fear and panic. That's demonic attack in the night. But not every time you might possibly, and so this is why it's so important that you understand the difference. And I hope you learned so much from this first session, just this first session. The demonic realm will play games and they will mess with you and they will make you wake up afraid like what was happening to me. And it never happened again after that. I told the devil, I dare you to come down here and face me in person. Yep, yep, not here, are you? Nope, nope, okay, back off. Get out of here. You're not welcome in this house. And so it never happened again after that. And so I got through that part of the attack. Well, he was trying to, to steal and, and attack me so that I could not be the dreamer I was called to be and the seer and the prophet I was called to be. And so, but here's the thing. And I'll talk a little bit more about this when I talk about the God dreams is I have fast forward, um, I've had times where God has woken me up out of a dead sleep, shook me awake. I've been hit by an angel, nudged awake. And then as soon as I'm awake, they would get, I would get a vision of a person's face and the Lord would say, pray for them right now. They're in trouble. Pray for them right now. And so then I would do that. Now, see, it wasn't the devil waking me up and giving me panic. It was God waking me up because he needed me to intercede for somebody. He needed me to pray for that situation. So let me give you an example. So you can understand, you have to be really careful that you're not rebuking God. You're not rebuking a dream that, or, or something that he's sending you, okay? So here's an example. We were in San Diego on a trip on vacation. Our church members um, were back home in their house you know, asleep, and we were in San Diego, and it was the second night, and out of nowhere, I believe it was like 3.45 a.m., I always keep track of the time when God wakes me up with a dream, out of nowhere, he, he 
in my dream and in my sleep, he gives me the vision of our church members, a couple that were in our church. And I saw their faces, and then all of a sudden God jerked me awake, and he said, pray and intercede for them right now. And I was like, okay. So I got up, I prayed in the spirit for like 10 or 15 minutes, pled the blood of Jesus over them, uh, canceled assignments, did all that, and I went back to sleep. So then the next morning I get up and we're all getting around, getting ready, getting the boys up. We're going to go, you know, hang around and, and go to the beach in San Diego. And I, I text her about 830 and I said, hey, I said, I had a dream about you. And then God woke me up in the night to intercede for you about 345 to 4 a.m. I was praying for you. I said, what is up? And she said that it was like 415. Their neighbor's house got robbed. The cops showed up at 4.30 and arrested somebody, but they had just had a brand new house built. There was four brand new houses and the house next to them. So we believe, I believe that they were headed to their house. God said, nope, don't mess with my kids. So he woke me up all the way in San Diego to intercede for them and to bind the enemy and plead the blood. And then I found out that their neighbor's house got robbed. So, yes, it's a set terrible thing that the guy went next door anyway and didn't rob them, but he robbed the neighbor. That's terrible. But the point is, is sometimes he might need you to give you a fright to wake up to get you to, to pray for someone. Um, or it could be an angel waking you up to say, hey, 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 pay attention here. And see, God knows me. He knows that if he wakes me up, I will pray. I will intercede. He can count on me. I'm faithful to that. So because of that, that's why he does it. So when you when you think in your mind, well, why didn't he just wake up? Why didn't he just wake them up? Who knows? Maybe they wouldn't. I don't know why. I don't know why. Why didn't he have someone else in the church that's just down the street wake up and pray for them? I don't know. He knew that I would obey if he woke me up. And so I feel like a lot of times he does that because he knows I will pray when I have a dream or I get woken that way. So I wanted to give you those examples so you can understand. As we're talking about demonic dreams, not everything that wakes you up with the fright, like my first experiences, yes, that was demonic. But then other experiences I've had after that, now that I know how to protect myself at night and do the nighttime preventative prayer and I know how to cover myself, I, I very rarely ever get attacked by the devil in the night. Never. If, if anything happens to me that's abrupt, it's the Lord. It's not the devil. So you have to know that that's a part of the gifting too. And if he knows that you will pray and be faithful, he's going to wake you up to pray. Never think of it as a burden. It's a wonderful thing. But usually it'll, a dream will lead into the, him awakening, you know, awakening you basically up. And so um, most nightmares, let's talk about nightmares uh, and things like that. Most nightmares, especially childhood nightmares, fall into the category. Simply rebuke them. And so equip your children with tools to, um, to basically fight the enemy and know how to pray at night. Know, you need to know how to pray for your kids at night so that they're not getting attacked in their dreams. Um, also another thing that's really important and, and I will say this before I go on to the next part of demonic dreams where the devil comes in and tries to deceive you during your dreams. Um, basically sometimes if you're getting attacked with demonic dreams, you've opened a door that you have not closed 
You Maybe you need deliverance. You need something uprooted. Um, you have hidden sin or you have an issue that God's trying to bring to the surface and he's allowing it to be seen or come to the surface through the demonic attack. See, because what will happen is, and you guys, if you've been following my ministry at all, if you haven't, go to my YouTube channel, Spirit Move Ministry, and go back and watch. I'm a Times and season, Seasons prophet. I release words about the body of Christ, uh, prophecy over America, also personal prophetic words and words of deliverance and warfare and that kind of thing. But the thing is, is... Um, if we open a door and we let it in, you're probably thinking, well, I'm a child of God. Why would God let that happen? Why would he let me get attacked at night? Why would he, why would that be allowed to, because ultimately it's going to come from God, the deliverance part of it. But sometimes, as you know, with what's happening in the world right now, sometimes God has to allow something that's not from him. It's demonic, but he allows it to go for a minute because he's going to turn it for his glory. And so what happens is, is you get attacked in the night. You have weird dreams. God's trying to make you see, hey, 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 something's wrong here. You need to investigate. You need to pray. You need to sit with me. You need to figure out what's going on. And you need to check on yourself spiritually. And so then when you do that, then now he's revealing things to you. So now... He used the devil's schemes. He turned them on his head. And now you're getting set free. So sometimes there's different things, but you have to know and be ready to rebuke and bind and find the root of what could be bringing in the demonic attacks and dreams. Because I call them attacks. It's a dream, but it's an attack. His goal is to mess with you and to come against you and to basically steal your sleep. But at the same time, it's not just about stealing your sleep. He is wanting to do something to you in the spirit. Bring in attachments, plant seeds. It's very, very important. He, he will plant seeds in the night. Now, don't let that fear you. Oh my gosh, he's going to plant seeds in the night. What's going to grow in me? No, you can uproot them. If you have a bad dream or you have... Something that you know is not of God happened to you and you get up in the morning and you're like, okay, God, I need to you tell me what's going on here. And you sit with him and you let him investigate it with you. You can, even if you don't know what it is, you can say, lay hands on yourself and you can say, Heavenly Father, I uproot every demonic seed planted in my heart and life and mind and spirit and soul in the night. I uproot every demonic seed. I cast it to the ground to come to nothing. And it gets rid of it. And so you might have to do that every day. If you're having a lot of nightmares and you're waking up with panic, you know, I didn't know how to, how to fight back when I was having all those panics. I literally had to learn on my own. I was at a spirit-filled church doing ministry, but we weren't taught that. I wasn't being taught that, how to warfare, do warfare, you know, in the night. And so I just had to go off of what I knew my spirit was telling me to do, stand up to the devil. So that's what I did. And most of the things that I have learned, I have not learned necessarily from other people. I have learned it through my own life, through walking it out, through being attacked by it, through having dreams about it, through, you know, learning how to, how to hear God prophetically and all that. So just know that dreams 
are demonic and there's dreams that can be demonic and they're done on purpose. And so not every dream that is scary though is demonic. So just think about that. Now, another part is deception. Okay. Um, the devil will come to deceive you. Why is it so important for him besides stealing your sleep, trying to implant evil seeds and do all this to you in the night? What would be some other reasons for him to try to give you nightmares? It would be to deceive you. He's trying to plant a seed of deceit or deception of some kind. And so it's very important that um, you pay attention to what is going on deep inside of you because God will use it for your, for, for your good and for his glory in your life. So let me tell you about a dream that I had. I'm going to grab a sip, you guys. Zero. Okay. Um, you expect that from me. I will not be overly proper, even if I'm doing it in a class. Okay. Okay. So here's the thing. I had this dream. Um, my sister was killed. She was only about two and a half years older than me. I mean, younger than me. And, um, she was shot and killed when she was 16 and a half by her, her basically high school boyfriend. I know. Terrible. It, it's just terrible. So this was my first real horrible death. And she was pregnant with my nephew. She was a teen pregnancy. It was what it was. But a baby's a blessing no matter how they get here. Amen. And, um, you know, she was going to keep the baby and do everything she was supposed to do. She was not serving Christ in any fashion at that point um, as far as I knew. But she was going to keep the baby and figure it out. And so it was a very terrible time. I had not been saved that long, maybe six or eight months. And I got a very quick first lesson on the whole demonic dream thing and deception. He will try to deceive you in your dreams. And then when, when you're awake, you don't even know that you're walking that out because he did some kind of weird thing to you in your sleep. And you don't know how to remove it, cancel it, whatever. And so... Um, she had passed away. She was shot and killed. And I immediately started having nightmares. I was having dreams because we, my, my mom had her cremated. And so I immediately started having nightmares of her burnt body, her burnt pregnant body. And that was, of course, not of God. Of course not. I knew he, she was cremated. There was no reason for me to have that kind of dream unless it was a nightmare. It was 100% it was from the devil just trying to come at me, just trying to attack me. And mess with me. And here's why he wanted to mess with me. So let me tell you this story. About the week. This is going to blow your mind. And uh, I pray that um, she did make it where she needed to go. But the devil was trying really hard even then. Because my prophetic gifting for dreams was already showing up. And he was not going to have it. But um, a week before she died. I was at church. And I had gotten her some prenatal vitamins and I had told my husband, I was like, we need, I was, we were not very married very long, like a year or something. And I, we were leaving church and I said, I said, I've got to go find my sister. I said, I don't know what's going on, but God's telling me I've got to go find my sister right now. I need to talk to her about the end times. I need to tell her about salvation. I need to tell her about Jesus Christ and the cross and all that. And I said, I don't, I need to talk to her like right now. 
and I need to tell her about the rapture and everything. And so here, um, and this is just going to give you kind of an understanding of how personal things in your life happening will either promote a demonic dream and will promote God dreams. And we'll go into some of that in a minute when we talk about the other two types of dreams. But as you know, I was running amok trying to find her. I went to my grandmother's house and I said, hey, where's Amanda? I need to find her. I need to talk to her right now. And my grandma was like, I don't know. She was at her boyfriend's, but I think they broke up. So now she's at so-and-so's house and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. So I went to two different houses and I told my husband. My husband's like, you just got to find her later. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Just go find her later. And I said, no. I said, I cannot do that. I said, I don't know what's going on. But God is telling me I have to tell her right now about the end times and salvation and that Jesus died on the cross for her. And so we finally found her. We got to the house and she was in there with her friends and I didn't want to embarrass her. So I, she was my little sister. And so I'm like, you know, come out. I want to talk to you, you know. And so we went out and sat at the table and I said, I don't know what's going on or what's happening. But I said, God told me right now I need to tell you this. And so I need you to listen to me. And so I told her the whole salvation message. I preached the gospel to her for like 15 minutes. And I told her all about how he died on the cross for her and how it's all real and how he, you know, was resurrected and how my radical salvation, what happened at my radical salvation, which you guys, if you're, if you're a part of this class, you already know 700 club featured my life story. And so, you know, that, experience I was explaining to her I was like I was like sister because that's what I called her you know she was my sister but it was just like a nickname you know it was you know either Mandy or sister and so I was like sister you know um when I got saved demons screamed when they left they fleed and then Freddy Krueger came in with his nails and scratched the back of my couch and so here I am basically telling her about this and I'm like I'm telling you sister God is real and I don't know what is going on but God told me I was not to stop until I found you today and and I came and I talked to you about the rapture and how you better be saved before Jesus either comes back or before you die and and I tried to get her right then I said are you ready to accept Christ right now will you accept Christ I said I'm telling you sister he is real this is all real the Bible is real and she, and she was just like, oh, I don't know, you know. She's like, this is a lot. I have to think about it. And I said, okay. I said, here's the thing. I'm going to come back next week after church. And I said, I'm going to give you this next week. Just think about it. And I said, you don't need me to say the prayer with you. And so I walked her through the prayer. And I walked her through what she could say and how she could have her own moment with God. She didn't need me. She didn't need a church. I didn't have a church. I got saved in my house watching 700 Club. So... I told her, I explained to her what she could say, what the prayer was. And I said, here's the thing. I said, this week, please think about what I've said. When you're away from your friends, ask God, is my sister right? And if you, if you feel the Lord at all, please say the prayer. I said, you need to say the prayer. You need to ask Christ into your life because if the rapture comes and you're not ready, you're not going. And I said, or if you die and you're not ready, you're not going to make it to heaven. And I basically, you know, told her, please, I said, I'm not saying this to scare you. I am telling you, you need to spend time with God 
and you need to make sure that you're right with him. And what was weird was that was, I didn't even know I was, I was a prophet then. I was just teaching kids church and stuff. I mean, I didn't even know I was already being a prophet. God was already using me to prophesy to my sister. I already knew somehow in my spirit, something was about to happen. And God was having me to get her ready, to get her spirit ready. So then, a week later, when I would have went over on Sunday to see her, Saturday came and she was shot and killed. And then I have a family member come to my house in person that heard it on the police scanner or something, I think, and said, I have something terrible to tell you and I don't know if it's true. And they said, Mandy's just been shot and killed and they have taken her to the hospital. And I believe that they said that she didn't make it. She's not going to make it. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I had no vehicle. I had no way to go anywhere necessarily. So my family member that came and told me took me over to where supposedly the shooting had happened. They were already gone. They had already taken her body away and everything like that. And they told me, they said, I said, is this true? I said, is this real? And they told me, they said, yes, Mandy was shot and she's dead. And I was just like, you know, anyway, my whole life was devastated. I, I was horrified. But I remember going home after that, that next day. And I was just saying to God, God, I know. I know that you were telling me prophetically to go and speak to her. To save her soul. And I said, God, I believe that because you had me go do that, that you had me be in such a, a, on fire to go and talk to her about the end times, about salvation, about the resurrection, and about the rapture. I said, I believe that she got saved. You wouldn't have had me go through all that unless you knew that she was going to receive you this week. On her own, she accepted you into her heart. And I believed it. I said, God, I'm going to believe that this week when she had time to think about it, when she was alone with you, she accepted you into her heart and life. And I said, God, I'm going to stand on that because it was, it was too real how he had me just go and minister to her and then she was dead five days later. I mean, literally, literally. And so the attack was on. I had a terrible demonic dream. And I knew what the devil, I didn't know at the time, I know now, but at the time I didn't know what the devil was doing and I knew within a couple more dreams, but basically he gave me a dream of her burnt body. And his whole goal was to make me think she had went to hell. He was trying to make me think. And even back then he was trying to shut down my voice, my prophetic voice. He was trying to shut me down. He made me think that all that was for nothing. Me going and telling her she never accepted Christ. See how her body's burned? The baby's burned? They went to hell. They're in hell. And so this is what he was doing to me, giving me horrible nightmares in my sleep. Well, finally, it was probably the third time I was having a nightmare. But this time, in the dream, I didn't know. See, it was a deceiving nightmare. It was a deceptive nightmare. A deceptive demonic dream. In the dream, I'm down the street about 100 feet down, like on the road, and I see my sister's car really far ahead. Well, in the dream... I know that in real life, she's dead. So like in the dream, I knew she was dead. But I see her car and I see her sitting in it. And I was like, she's not dead. 
there's my sister. So in the dream, I start walking and I'm feeling good. I'm feeling, I was being deceived. I was feeling good, like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. It, she's not dead, It's she's alive, It's she's alive. And I ran up to her car and I opened the door and I looked and there she was and she was all burnt, all evil, yucky, zombie looking. And she turned her head towards me. And as soon as I opened the door and I said, sister, she said, it's not me. She looked at me and she goes, it's not me. This is not me. This is not me. You need to rebuke and bind. You need to get out of here. This is not me. My sister didn't even know those words. But in the dream, it was God speaking through the demonic dream that the devil was trying to bring against me. My, my own sister in the dream as a dead burnt body spoke to me like she would look like a zombie, a burnt zombie. She spoke to me and said, it's not me. It's not me, sister. Run, run, run as fast as you can and get out of here. This is not me. And so I rebuked and bound and I slammed the door and I ran for my life. And then the dream was over. And the Lord, when I woke up, the Lord told me, the devil was trying to deceive you. He was, he was acting as though he was your sister. And that's why she said, it's not me. It's not me. She was warning me. This is demonic. The dream is demonic. Get the heck out of here. Rebuke and leave. And so um, I learned a huge lesson just in those three dreams, the, the two terrible ones that I had after she died. And then that one, I began to really learn about dreams and the demonic side of dreams. And so I'll tell you, it's quite a quirky way that God teaches you things. And I'm sure some of you have had some really weird dreams that you could tell me, wow, you know, now that dream makes sense. I was, it was the devil trying to deceive me and God was trying to deliver me. And so in that dream, God was delivering me through my sister. And so then after that, I was not afraid of those dreams anymore. And I would just tell the devil that ain't going to work. I know my sister went to heaven because God told me to preach the gospel to her and she accepted Christ. And I stand firm on it. And I know today, I will whatever happens when I get raptured, because I believe it will happen in my lifetime, I'm going to see my sister in heaven. And that's how that's going to go. So, And I know it. And I, I stand on it. Okay. Moving along. Dreams of the natural man. And I'm just going to read. This is dreams that's just us. Our soul. They're, they're of the natural man. They're soulish. Okay. Body dreams. So here's... First, body dreams. Body dreams generally arise from, um, from and reflect some aspect of a person's physical condition. Body dreams often reflect physical realities. A person who is sick may dream of being sick. A person who has experienced depression or grief may have dreams that reflect their state of mind. Um, chemical dreams, known as hormone dreams, basically... If you're, if you're out of balance or, you know, you're taking certain medications for things or whatever, any of those things can cause your dreams to, you know, be affected. But it's coming from the natural man. It's not coming from the devil. It's not coming from God. It's just your natural body having some kind of reaction in your sleep to your brain and the chemicals in your brain. And they're all just, you know, they get all whatever in the night. And it's a natural dream from the natural body. Okay. Soulish dreams. These are dreams that are coming from your soul or, or are promoted from there. Soul dreams are often simply our emotions expressing our needs and desires. 
And so you might have a dream that um, in the dream, you're really seeking, let's say there's someone in the dream that's really important to you and you're really seeking to be in unity with them. You're really seeking uh, love from them, um, you know, uh, and in the dream, they reject you. Okay, and then you wake up and then you're all hurt and you're like, well, that was a terrible dream. Well, it's because in the natural man has a fear of being rejected. So then it's playing out in your dream. And it's a soulish dream. It's not from God. It's not from the devil. It's just your emotions coming out in a dream. It's basically wishing that, you know... Um, that that wouldn't happen, but fears that that that, that is what's going to happen. You're going to be rejected. Or maybe you've already felt rejected. And so you'll have this dream, and in the dream, you know, you ultimately get rejected. And God's trying to help you to understand. In the real world, even though it was a natural dream, he's trying to get you to understand that you have a problem. That you have a problem with rejection. That you need to you need to basically deal with those feelings and emotions of whoever that person is connected to, and in the dream the person might not be the actual real person. The person could be a symbol of something. Okay, so it could they could represent something. So let's say, um, you know, a parent or something like that. And so you you just have to know it's not always going to be literal. People have had dreams of, of things happening with their parents in a dream and their parents are no longer living. And so that was just a representation of where possibly the emotions were being pulled from. And so it created a dream. Um, like, let's just say this one right here. This would be probably for me would be a soulless dream. Um, years ago, I mean, I have, I have tons of dreams, you guys. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, okay? I keep track of them and where you're going to learn all about that in lesson four and so um session four but um i had this dream and in this dream i could not find any clothes that fit and any shoes that fit and the whole time i was just like nothing fits nothing fits nothing fits and so i was wearing this mismatched outfit because i had to make something fit and so i was wearing this really ugly outfit in the dream and i had to go shoeless so I went to church with this, you know, weird outfit and no shoes. And so then I woke up. And so I was like, what the heck did that dream mean? And so God showed me that it was my own fears about not measuring up. It was, it was my, my emotions, my soul, my natural man, my, my, the way I feel about myself, the way I really look at myself. It's not demonic. It's not from God. It's just a dream that has to do with me and my feelings of maybe feeling inadequate. And so I had a dream that was reflecting that. And in the end, I really did look in inadequate because I couldn't get nothing to fit. And so you have to just know that not every dream, like even with that one, you could learn some spiritual lessons from that one. I'm sure that I did. Um, some things that I had to conquer, some fears, some, you know, little liberty syndrome. We all have those things. Um, but you have to know that, that the dream is still important. God is still trying to get a message across to you. He's needing you to pay attention to the fact that you have a problem in this area. 
and that it's such a problem that it's haunting you at night, even though it's not a demonic dream. Okay, so now let's move on to God dreams. We all just want God dreams, right? But that's not reality. We can't all only have God dreams because there's a whole lot in the spirit that goes on when we're asleep. And you have to know that, you know, the devil prowls around like a lion. We live in this natural body. We face people. We deal with people. We, we, work, we work jobs. We, you know, we have responsibilities. We have lots of things that affect our natural thinking and our soul. Um, and then, you know, we have the God dreams, which are amazing. And so there's a lot of stuff that just goes on in the night. Okay. So, um, dreams from God. So this is what would be probably within a dream. And this is just a short thing, okay? And then I'm going to kind of expound on it. The voice of God in a dream. This is how his voice, you should, the clarity of the message, okay? So just kind of take it that way. Righteous, loving, unto salvation, full of mercy, humble, authoritative, without condemnation, truth, agrees with scriptures, truth that agrees with scripture, I should say, life-giving. So those are the things that you should be receiving from a message from the Lord within a dream. Now, does it mean it won't come out, like I said before, as a warning, or it won't come out as some kind of weird prophetic symbolism that you just don't understand? Um, that's kind of weird to you, but when you begin to he begins to unravel it for you and piece it together. You're like, oh, thank you, God. You're helping me. And so he's giving you nuggets along the way, things to chew on for your spirit to chew on because he's preparing you to receive some kind of learning in the spirit, some kind of teaching that's just for you or some kind of special knowledge that's just for you. Um, and so you have to know that... Um, uh, like I said, a God dream is not always going to be, you know, fluffy clouds and I'm floating with the angels. No, no. But sometimes a God dream is, is going to be basically him speaking a message to you because he wants to minister to you in an area. So let's say that you have a dream that you are, um, you're out somewhere and you feel really lost and you don't know where you're going and you need, you make a phone call and when you make the phone call, you, you call your dad, but maybe in real life your dad is not living. But in the dream, you call your dad and you say, hey dad, can you come help me? I'm, <clears throat> I don't even know where I'm at. I'm lost. Um, I'm really afraid. Please come and pick me up. Please come and get me. And so your dad comes and picks you up, takes you back home and wherever you go, there's like a safe zone there for you. And you go there. Well, well, typically, if let's say that's a, not a natural man dream and that was from God. That was his way of letting you know he is there for you. You can call on him anytime. You can try. If I had that dream, because my dad has passed away, and uh, I would know in real life, okay, God, what are you trying to say? Usually the father in a dream will represent God. Or somebody whose faith, a man who has no face would typically represent Christ or uh, possibly an angel or something like that. But so if I had had that dream in my mind, you know, I, I will just tell you what I believe. I know what God would be saying to me when you're feeling lost, Liberty, when you're feeling afraid, I'm here for you. 
You can call on me anytime. I am always your Papa God. It doesn't matter how big you get or how old you get or how far you go in ministry. You are still my daughter. And all you have to do is call me. And I am there for you. So then now I've received this beautiful, encouraging message from God in a God dream. Now, then there's dreams. As you guys know, God's given me many and I've released them. Uh, he gave me a dream about the body of Christ being gorging on honeycomb. In that dream, it was just a prophetic picture. It, the dream wasn't about me. I wasn't even a main character. I was observing the whole thing, standing back at a park. And out on the grass, I see all these toddlers playing. And they had pieces of honeycomb like this big. And they were just sitting there eating them. <sighs> eating them. And there's honey dripping all over them. And they were a mess. And they were just gorging themselves on honeycomb. And so then the dream was over. And so God gave me a prophetic picture. And he said, the body of Christ... I'm removing the honeycomb because they've gotten so used to the honeycomb that they, they have this whole other addiction over here. They're, they're so of the world now, they have gorged themselves on honeycomb. And so then that was a times and seasons message that I released over the body of Christ. And so there's different types of God dreams that he will give you. Now, here's another example, and we're going to go more into this in the other sessions. But like for me, he gives me dreams and visions almost every single night. So like here's one, which I might talk about again more. I'm, I don't want to give you too much of the prophetic side yet because we're not there yet. I want to give you some foundation. But I will tell you, God will give me a dream, a picture, and then I'll know it's a sermon series I have to teach or preach. He'll give me a, a picture prophetically and then make me figure out what it is for like a few weeks before I know what it is. Um, he will give me a dream of a number and he'll play the number over and over in my head. And then when I get up, I will automatically write it down. And then I begin to walk myself through the process of figuring out what he might be saying. So for instance, okay, if you have the gift of a prophetic dream, prophetic dreaming, then God will give you prophetic dreams because he knows that you'll listen, you'll keep track, you'll write them down and they're not going to be a waste of his time. And so I had been asking him about this particular situation. When, what, you know, when was there going to be a breakthrough? When was there going to be freedom? You know, uh, I had been in this terrible car accident, two of them. This was the second accident and I hadn't even settled the first accident. And the second accident, you know, I was waiting. There was no reason for it not to have settled already because it was an open and shut thing. And, um, you know, so I had been asking God in my heart, you know, when is this going to close? When am I just going to receive my settlement so I can be done with this already? I, I'm just done with all this. I just want to be able to focus on you and ministry and not have all this stuff with the car accidents. Well, that night in my sleep, he kept telling me the number 56. And I was just 56, 56, 56. So I get up in the morning, I write it down. And um, so then I started figuring out, okay, What's 56 days from now? So I figured it out and I wrote it in my journal. And I began to just do a little research on, you know, 56 in the Bible and what does it mean spiritually? And I did all this stuff, okay? Well, I wrote in my journal the date of 56 days later. Guess what happened 56 days later? I got a call that they were going to give me my money and settle with me. So God is amazing. And Prophetic dreaming is amazing. And that's like a very 
you've come really far and God knows you're going to hear and you're going to listen. Is it always perfect? No. Um, I've had dreams where he's told me legit dreams like this is going to happen in your ministry. And then it happened, you know, three years later or 12 months later. It was legit and real. I've had him give me warning dreams about maybe an attack coming against our ministry so I could have a heads up to get everybody praying ahead of time. And so there's lots of different forms of God dreams. And they're all usually to warn you, to, to lift you up, to give you a message for others, or to help prepare your heart for the times and seasons, what he's doing in the body of Christ, what he's doing in the world, um, the end times, and all that kind of stuff. And so we're going to go more into that. But we're going to go ahead and close this session. And uh, I just want you to know that um, I'm so excited that you're joining me for these classes. And I cannot wait for the fifth session to have our um, live Zoom call for me to just activate. Because I'm telling you, there are so many of you that have sent me emails. You are prophetic dreamers. I know when I read them. I, I can usually tell if it's pizza or you're battling some kind of like depression or something like that. I can usually tell. I have that discernment. And so when you send me something, I'm like, okay, whoa, this is prophetic. This is so prophetic. And so many of you have a gift and you don't know it. And I pray that we pull that out of you during this e-course. And I pray it just blesses you. I, I want you to recommend it to others. And I just want to say this to you before I pray for you and close it out. Um, I have no problem. I, I'm going to ask you not to be, you know, giving this video to other people because they need to buy the e-course. But I will tell you this. I will give you permission for this, though. If you want to have a small group in your house, do a connect group and teach this e-course what you have available to you because you paid for it, please do it. Because I'm telling you right now, dreams and visions, God is pouring his spirit out. God is speaking to us through dreams and visions, and it's only going to become more. And I want more people to understand. And I know everyone can't afford to buy an e-course, but maybe you can. And so then you invite four or five Christian brothers and sisters to come over and learn about dreams, to hang out at your house. If you're under a pastor, make sure that, that they're okay with it. But I'm fine with you using it that way. Um, and so I want people to understand the times and seasons that we're in. And I don't want people to continue to believe that they're crazy. Because I've gotten those emails. I think I'm just crazy. I had this really weird dream. It's like, no, you're prophetic. I have felt like a Lulu for a long time. So you're just prophetic. But I'm so excited to go through this with you and... I cannot wait to see you for the next session. I'm going to go ahead and pray for you and um, have an amazing day, everybody. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just praise you and I glorify you. I lift up every person that has participated and joined in on this e-course, Lord. I pray your blessing upon them as they learn about dreams and visions. God, I pray you give them supernatural revelation. You give them uh, discernment, Lord, to just begin to understand your ways when it concerns dreams and visions and their time when they're asleep and how their spirit works at night and their natural man and the demonic realm as we go through this. God, I pray that you just teach them, reveal yourself to them, and bless all that they're learning through this class. In Jesus' name, amen.